Hello, and welcome to the Financial Emancipation Podcast. I'm your host, Malik Branch, and this is a daily podcast discussing the ways in which you can walk towards your financial emancipation, getting free from the burden of your finances. Today is Friday, and I wanted today to talk about um, something that's really important to most people as they think about their long-term financial future is home ownership. And the question of whether or not home ownership is for you. So there are varying um, people have these varying views about home ownership. Some people believe that home ownership is like the ultimate goal. It's the American dream. Um, it's what every person aspires to, whether it is that they live in a city, uh, you know, a small town or the suburbs, et cetera, that every person should aspire to home ownership. And then there are other people who just truly don't, not because they can't afford it, but because they don't aspire to the responsibility of home ownership and don't see it necessarily as the ultimate long-term investment. And honestly, both people are right. Um, you know, home ownership is a really heavy, heavy burden to pick up. Um, owning a home doesn't just cost the down payment and the monthly mortgage. Um, it costs so much more. Home ownership is an ongoing cost. It is an ongoing investment. And quite often, it can be something that can overwhelm a person financially if they're not totally prepared to do it. Most often when you go to, to buy a house, the process is very rigorous and that's important. That's an important thing because home ownership is more, like I said, than just being able to pay the mortgage. So a lot of people you hear say, I rent, I pay X amount in rent. If I do that, I can absolutely buy a home because my mortgage would be less. What they fail to account in that is that a mortgage is just the payment that you're making to the bank for the home. But quite often that mortgage doesn't just include the cost of the mortgage for the property, but it includes your taxes, it includes your, your insurance, right? If they pay that monthly. Also prior to that, you had to pay some level of a down payment. You had to have cash up front. And then there's all the costs associated with a home. So whereas before you didn't have to, you may not have had insurance and if you did it didn't cost as much now you have homeowners insurance a big cost if you didn't before have to have money in your savings or didn't continue to keep as much money in your savings you have to have money saved up for things that go wrong in the house because everything goes wrong in a house at one point or another um maintenance of a home you know the fact that you have to shovel when it snows and you have to landscape these are things that you may not have considered before. The fact that, you know, water is the devil in the house, right? There's a, a, options for floods and things of that nature. Trees fall. I mean, any and everything that could possibly happen in a home can happen when you own a home. And so it's much more than just, oh, my, you know, my mortgage. On top of that, mostly every bill that you have in your apartment will double or triple when you live in a house. If you had a heating bill, that will double or triple. If you, you, you now will add in most places a water bill. That is something that you probably didn't have before living in an apartment. Your gas bill, if you live in a place that's cold, heating a whole home is expensive. So, yes, there is to say that, yes, if you do pay a certain amount, you can afford to pay a certain amount in a, in a mortgage. But it does not equate to saying, you know, why would I pay when people say this theory? Why would I continue to pay $2,000 in, in rent if, if, if I could pay $2,000 in rent, I can have a mortgage? The two do not go together. Because there's a lot more to it. And, it. and it's intentional because, you know, you're making an investment. Now, many people, there, there are so many sizes, and I'm not afraid to discuss all sides of it. Many people 
we'll talk about why they don't want to own a home or why they don't see a home as a good investment is because most of the time when you're in your home, the bank owns your home. You're there and it's like, it's a different level of renting because you've taken out a mortgage for, let's say $400,000. You put down a down payment. If you did, especially if you did like a um, first time home buyer, you put down a very small down payment. You're paying mostly interest on a home when you make your payments every month. And by the time, you know, you have to live in the house for a very long time before you get equity in the house. Usually it's a 30 year mortgage. You know, you're in that house for a good 10 years before you've established any level of equity that, that you can take out of it. So if you buy a house and then you think in five years, you're just going to sell it. There's a lot that you would have to do and be very deliberate in that because for the most part, you will just break even when you sell based on the way mortgage payments work. And some people think that that's a little bit of a scam. And they, you know, they're not wrong in the sense that the banks are really hurting you by this interest because you end up paying almost double for a house. Now, the plan in home ownership is that you get a 30-year mortgage, you own a home for 30 years. By the time the 30 years is up, a few things have happened. This is all theory, doesn't mean it actually happens. Is that you buy a home at a price that one is affordable and one is, you know, like a, a price that you can is a price that you can afford, but also let's say you buy a house for $300,000. The idea that even though you're going to end up having paid over the course of the life of the mortgage probably 600,000 for the house, the idea is that when you get to 30 years later, the house is valued at 600,000 or more. It's also a way to save, meaning it's an investment because all that time you're pouring that money in, when you get to when you get to the point where it's 30 years later, and let's say you bought the house when you were 30 and you're 60, the house is fully paid off. You've got five more years to retirement. Once you retire, you're tired of living in New York. You're ready to hit down, you know, down south somewhere. You now have a home that you fully paid off that's now valued at, let's say, $600,000. You sell that house. You fully own it. You sell the house. You get your $600,000 that you've been, you know, investing in, and you take yourself down south, and you have your nest egg for retirement. That is the plan of home ownership. That is the long-term plan of home ownership. Now, does it always go that way? People don't always buy the first home that they move into and stay in it for 30 years. But, and people don't always buy homes so young. Like everyone doesn't buy a home when they're 30. In fact, when I looked up to do the research, under people under 35 is only a home ownership rate of about 35%. So somewhere around one in three people under 35 own a home. More so as you get between, after 35, between 35 and about 50 that's when you see people own a home. And at that rate, you will still be paying a mortgage way into retirement. And when we were, when, when this was maybe 30, 40 years ago, people really were buying homes straight up. You know, when people were getting married, very young family was helping them buy homes. They were buying homes at 21, 22 years old. And so they had, they had paid off homes by the time they were 50 long before retirement. And so that is where home ownership can be an investment. So the question here today on a Friday is more like, is home ownership in your future? And are you are you someone who would like to own a home? And what would you need to do in order to do that? Is your credit is your credit up to par? The thing about home ownership is that you really will get the price of getting to home ownership. It's very important. Your credit is very important. Your debt to income ratio becomes very important. All the things that seem like on the fringe when you're doing everything else, when it comes to getting a mortgage, is critically important. So if you have a plan to buy a home in the next year, two years, three years, now is the perfect time to get order up your credit report, see what's on it, and get your credit fixed up now so that you can have consistent 
you know, time ahead of attempting to get a mortgage to, you know, correct your credit and have a demonstrated good credit because the interest rate is the key. The lower the interest rate, the less you're going to end up paying on the back end for a home. And, and that's important. That's very important. So when interest rates go really low, if you can qualify, that's what you want to get. The ability to refinance is critically important because you want to be able to have the best interest rate possible. And so you have to build up your credit in advance of that. Get your debt, get all of your debt down, get some money in the bank in your savings so that you can be prepared to own a home. If you want to, if you have a long-term, long-term goal for home ownership, you know, you need to save. If you need to save like money towards a down payment, put money in the bank for an emergency fund when you're buying a house. If you want to do that in the next two years, now's a good time. Make home ownership one of your savings goals and start to put the money aside, fix your credit, um, start looking around at in, in what type of home you want because you can't just jump up and buy a home. Buying a home is a huge financial investment. It's one that you should take your time, you should study for, you should plan for, and really get yourself prepared for because it is the biggest, one of the biggest investments you'll ever make. And you don't want to make that kind of haphazardly. So if home ownership is in your future, and that's a good question to ask yourself right now because it helps you to guide how you attempt to deal with your financial emancipation and your financial freedom right now because you're going to need to plan accordingly. So if financial, if, if a home ownership is in your financial plan, then this is a good time to begin kind of cleaning things up, getting things in order, lined up, so that when the time comes, you are ready. You don't want to be at the door ready to go get a home and then have to be told, uh, you have to wait six months because you got to clean up your credit. Eh, you have to wait a year. You don't want that. If you know that in a year or two, that's what you want, start that. Start now. Start the process now. Get out ahead of it. Because home ownership, I own a home. It's a great, it's a great thing to own a home and be able to to do have the freedom of home ownership. And I know people who don't own homes who are equally as free and enjoy and live loving and love living in the spaces that they that they rent. So there's no right answer here. But if you want to own a home, plan ahead, get to planning right now, and ask yourself, even if you hadn't thought about it, today's a good day to ask yourself, is home ownership in my future? So if you haven't already done so, please head on over to Instagram and follow me at Financial Emancipation. Follow me on Twitter at FIN Emancipation. Follow me on Facebook at Financial Emancipation. And please join the Facebook group there. There's great conversation happening there. And also, if you have any questions, feel free to send me an email at financialemancipation at gmail.com. And if you are listening to this podcast on iTunes, please rate, review, subscribe, and please share this podcast with those in your life who would be interested in getting their financial emancipation and walking towards their financial freedom. Thank you for listening today. Have a great weekend. And I hope you'll be back to join me on Monday as we continue to discuss the ways in which you can walk towards your financial freedom. Have a great day.